Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. The following article is from the November-December 2017 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry. Aspects of Blue Lodge Symbolism, Their Pertinence to Masonic Life by David J. Rosen, KCCH. Every newly made entered apprentice, standing in the northeast corner of the lodge, hears these words from the master of the lodge. The admonishment is profound. Freemasonry, a beautiful system of morality, veiled in allegory and illustrated by symbols. The most ancient society in the world, its principles are based on pure morality, its ethics are the ethics of pure religion, its doctrines the doctrines of brotherly love, and its sentiments the sentiments of exalted benevolence. It encourages all that is good, kind, and charitable, and reproves all that is vicious, cruel, and oppressive. Where some of those symbols come from, and what they really mean, is the subject of this lecture. Specifically, I want to discuss the three great lights, the Holy Bible, square, and compasses, and the Master's Word. Brother Albert Pike tells us in Esoterica, the symbolism of the blue degrees of masonry, every legitimate symbol of the Blue Lodge, every one that really belongs to it, is a religious symbol, of great antiquity, which came to Freemasonry from the Hermetic philosophy by inheritance. Every one of them is the embodiment of a doctrine in regard to the deity and the revelation of divine truth to man doctrines which have reappeared in every subsequent religion. Every action from this point on in the Lodge points to and symbolizes a Mason's quest for betterment and an understanding of God. In the Bonson Manual for North Carolina, we are told, In the ancient mysteries, the aspirant was always kept for a certain period in a condition of darkness. Hence, darkness became the symbolism of initiation. Applied to Masonic symbolism, it is intended to remind the candidate of his ignorance, which Masonry is to enlighten, of his evil nature, which Masonry is to purify, of the world, in whose obscurity he has been wandering, and from which Masonry is to rescue him. Masonry is not a religion, nor does it profess to be. All religions are welcomed at its altars, and all its directions point the several candidates in the direction of the divine and their search for God. We learn in the degrees that at first the points of the compasses are hidden by the square. In the Fellowcraft degree, we are told that one point of the compasses is bare to teach us that we have received light in masonry, but only partially. In the Master Mason's degree, we are told that both points of the compasses are bare to teach us never to lose sight of the moral applications of this useful and valuable instrument that teaches friendship, morality, and brotherly love. In and of themselves, these are good and surface lessons. These two tools, however, are really ancient symbols that teach much greater truths. As Brother Pike points out, unless the symbol conceals some great cardinal truth of morality, philosophy, or religion, what is its real and substantial value? Brother Pike asks the question, what is there in these implements that entitle them to be regarded with reverence as two of the great lights of the lodge? He points out that in a lodge on the French Rite, when a senior warden is asked if he is a master mason, his response is, I am. I have passed from the square to the compasses. 
The square is used for level surfaces and rectilinear angles to make things square. It is a terrestrial measuring device. The compasses, on the other hand, describe circles and can be used in spherical geometry. As such, they are fit symbols for the heavens, the cosmos, and God. In art, we are given a classic example of this. Vitruvius implied that a circle and a square can both represent the figure of man proportionally. It was Leonardo da Vinci in his Vitruvian Man who showed that this was not exactly true. In his drawing, a man is standing in a square and a circle simultaneously. Vitruvius has posited that the navel was the proportional center in both figures. Leonardo showed that within the square, with man standing with both feet together and arms extended, that the center was not the navel, but the genitals. When he raises himself so that his arms and legs touch upon the circle, the navel became the proportional center. This has a greater meaning. Man in a square is an earthly creature. He is driven by human desires and drives. When he rises to the circle, he manifests his divine nature. The navel is the center of creation. The genitals are the gift of procreation. When the candidate first comes to light and beholds both points of the compasses concealed by the square, it is an allusion to his being in a raw state, mostly controlled by his animal, earthly, and material nature. As he progresses through the degrees, he notices that first one and then both points of the compasses are exposed. The points of the compasses symbolize his moral sense and reason. When the square is concealing the points of the compasses, it is symbolizing the moral sense and reason are overpowered by the essential appetites and animal passions of man. It is the progression through the degrees and attainment of Masonic light that engenders the ultimate mastery of his nature, as symbolized by both points exposed. Here, Brother Pike points out, he is at last a master mason because, and only because, he has become master of himself. This does not occur automatically. We do not become better men just by receiving the three degrees. We are admonished to study and practice. It would be absurd to think that just by taking the degrees and learning the catechisms of the three degrees, that one is suddenly a master of his nature. Mastery over his essential appetites and animal passions with the moral, intellectual, and spiritual aspects of his nature is a lifelong pursuit. Many times I have been asked, when a brother has seen my ring, if I was a traveling man. How quaint, I used to think. Why not just ask if I were a mason? We all should be traveling men, traveling west to east on a lifelong quest for moral, spiritual, and intellectual truths. The last great symbol I want to discuss is the Master's Word. As Blue Lodge Masons, none of us has been given the Master's Word. We are told that it was agreed between Solomon King of Israel, Hiram King of Tyre, and Hiram Abiff that the Master's Word could only be given when the temple was completed, and only in the presence of all three. One might ask, if it is a word, and all three know it, what is the problem if one of the three is not present? On the surface, there could be two lessons. You cannot have treachery by two conspiring against the other of the three. Secondly, they made an agreement. Keeping your word is the lesson. When Hiram Abiff was killed, by their agreement, the master's word had to be lost. In every aspect of our ritual, we are faced with the occurrence of three. Three circumambulations, three great lights, three elected offices, three degrees, and so on. Our ritual is built around the Hebrew tradition. Everything from the first question asked of the candidate to his raising points to the God of his understanding. Symbolically, we travel west to east in search of Masonic light. As such, we slowly master our natural selves by developing our moral and spiritual natures. We are told that we seek the master's word so that we can earn master's wages and be thereby the better enabled to support ourselves and families and contribute to the relief of distressed brother masons, their widows, and orphans. But do we? 
If we were medieval stonemasons, this might be true. We are told that we cannot receive the Master's word until the temple is completed, and all three must be present. We know that Master Hiram is dead, so how can we receive the word? The good news is that is that we will receive it as a reward for a well-spent life. The temple is not made by hands in Jerusalem. It is a symbol of our lives. In the Hebrew, the ineffable name of God is composed of three Hebrew characters. They are Yud, which is also the 14th ring worn by Scottish Rite Masons, He, and Vav. The ineffable name of God is Jehovah, comprised of the three characters with He duplicated. You cannot receive the Master's word if one of the three is missing. If one of the characters is missing, we no longer have the name or presence of God. As Brother Pike explains, The Masonic legend that wisdom, power, and order, or beauty, represented by the two kings and the artificer, had agreed that all must be present to give the word the name, that is, to express by the name the triune nature of the deity, meant that to omit a letter of the name would be to mutilate it so that it would be no name, as no longer expressing the entire trinity, and that when Solomon, King Hiram, and Hiram the architect were together, they were in the name, precisely as letters or hieroglyphics are. One of them being away, the name would no longer be there. The greatest symbolic lesson and purpose of each of us as Masons is the attainment of Masonic knowledge or light, in search of which we ever travel from west to east. Before a Mason goes to the east, as master of the lodge, he should be able to say, as espoused in the French ritual, I am, I have gone from the square to the compasses. If he is not master of himself, Brother Pike says, he is a living lie, and should turn his back on the symbols and his brethren, and go mournfully away. When our lives close out on this mortal plane, our symbolic temples will be complete. It is envisioned and hoped that they will be quality structures, and we will be ushered into the presence of God, and at least receive the Master's word. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.